Middle of the country, but not middle of the road opinions. It's the podcast dedicated to sports in the air capital of the world. I'm going to Wichita. Wichita, Kansas, and beyond with Tommy Castor and Blake Cripps. This is Keeper of the Game. Some may say that we are wildly unqualified. Some may say we are mildly entertaining. I say we are exactly where we need to be covering the perhaps biggest sports story that we will cover all year on the Keeper of the Games podcast. This is episode number 74. Blake Cripps here walking with you solo through this today, and it is not a comfortable place to be. Just about a decade after the last time we went through this, Jayhawk fans, Wildcat fans, I'm looking at you. Yes, we are back. It was rumored at the time that it was not going to be the only instance that we had to deal with conference realignment. And here in 2021, July 26th, it is official. Texas and Oklahoma, they have begun the trek to the southeast. Blake Cripps here. Tommy Castor has the week off. Still dealing with the baby issues. Hope to have him back here in a few weeks. I didn't feel like we could actually call ourselves a Wichita podcast and still have any kind of respect if we did not at least put something out for this topic. Conference realignment has changed the complete landscape of college football, of college athletics, and it's going to do so again. It could change the way that we view collegiate athletics here in Kansas for the next 50, 100, 1,000 years. You've heard so many people say how the way that we view college athletics could be so different in five years than it is today. And I think that this is really probably the first step into that direction. The big news, of course, Texas and Oklahoma announcing this week that they would not renew their grant of media rights set to expire with the Big 12 at the end of the season in 2025. Now, that date, you know, you'll think, oh, well, it's four years in the future. What's the big deal? It doesn't really matter. There's four years to figure things out. There's not a single person on the planet that actually believes that the burnt orange or the crimson and cream are going to be playing Big 12 football in 2023. Not literally no one in the universe, thinks that that's going to happen. The only thing that we are wondering is how much money is it going to take for Texas and Oklahoma to get to the SEC early? There was a last-second stay of execution the last time the Big 12 was in the guillotine. ESPN, Fox coming to the rescue, as once again it was Texas... And boy, must Nebraska fans just feel so vindicated about their decision to leave to the Big Ten? I'm not saying that they're exactly uh, enjoying their time up in that Northern Conference, but they're probably looking back at the other seven members, the other eight members that would be left of the absolutely dilapidated Big 12 at that point and saying, told you so. We cried. We kicked. We screamed. We told you that Texas was running the league. You didn't listen. How's that going for you in 2021? Nebraska is safe. Nebraska has a home. Nebraska football stinks. 
Nebraska athletics are largely just okay outside of softball and obviously their powerhouse of a volleyball program. Nebraska football is nowhere near where it was, but they have a home. They have security. They don't have to worry about where the next paycheck is coming from. Jayhawk fans, Wildcat fans, Cowboy fans, how are you feeling? How sure are you that your school is going to have a place to land that is going to keep it on the same level where it is today, was two years ago? How's that five-year plan looking right now? It's worth being concerned about. You should be concerned. And it's not the first time Texas has done this, almost orchestrating a merge westward with five other schools to form a super conference with the Pac-10 at the time. Of course, we know the story. They became the Pac-12. Colorado joined, jumping ship. Still in a move that I really don't think made a whole lot of sense at the time for Colorado. They sold in a panic. It's a lot like the stock market. In 2020, with coronavirus raging its empty head, its angry head, its ugly head, people were thinking stocks are going to zero. Why would I own stocks? I need cash. I need liquidity. We need assets that we can spend now because the world is ending. Look at the prices of collectibles when that happened. People fire sold their sports cards, their magic cards, their antique albums, anything that had intrinsic value, people got rid of it. Of course, that wasn't the whole story. The economy came roaring back. And if you were able to buy on the dip of those, you made big money. That's kind of what Colorado did. They sold on the panic. Have they recouped their losses? Not sure. Colorado, again, has never reclaimed its glory that it once had in the Big 12, and certainly not even close to its national championship level status that it had in the Big 8. But they panicked. They wanted security. Security was worth leaving early. Of course, Fox steps in, ESPN steps in, and the Big 12 conference is salvaged. Despite the loss of Missouri and Texas A&M to the SEC, additions are added. Texas Christian comes in. West Virginia comes in, the conference is stabilized, and remains so until about two weeks ago when CBS reported that this could be happening. And now it appears that it is happening. It's important to look at this from a lot of different angles. I think that you've got to look at it for what does it mean for the schools that are left of the Big 12? What does it mean for Texas and Oklahoma? What does it mean for the SEC? We're going to start with the two big catalysts, and I know that this is a Wichita you know, sports talk podcast featuring, you know, I, I kind of forgot. It didn't go through the preamble of, hey, make sure you like and subscribe and share. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn, all that stuff. We still are. We are still at CogPod on Twitter. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we're still at CogSports.com. Our Podomatic website is still the best way to get our podcast each and every week. But we are on Spotify and Apple and Google, and we would appreciate it if you would like, share, and subscribe, especially if you dare to watch us on YouTube. Ring that bell to make sure you get the notifications whenever we post a new episode. And you can also watch with us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash games. Texas and Oklahoma are the two catalysts for this move. The first question to ask is why? The, the answer is obvious. The answer is money. 
I think the real question is, is that enough? If you look at the financial stacking of the conferences, one and two has kind of flip-flopped. Typically, it has been the Big Ten, but the top two are undisputed and not in question. It's the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference in some order. There have been a lot of years the Big 12 has been third. If you look at this Power Five era, mostly since the demise and reshuffling of the Big East Conference, when the Big East no longer was really one of the Power Six conferences, when the private schools decided to go their own way, and the Big East, which was big, bloated, antiquated, out of date, out of touch, when it imploded, and we went into the Power Five Conference era, the Big 12 has been third in conference revenue in terms of per school payout, and that's the one that really matters. It doesn't really matter that the SEC and the Big Ten are both getting over $700 million, $800 million per year. They've got more mouths to feed. The Big Ten only has to feed 10 schools. The Big 12. The Big 12 only has to feed 10 schools. So they can get by with a whole lot less per school. And the Big 12 has been competitive most years. Obviously, the ACC and the Big 12 have been in that middle tier. And the Pac-12, especially the last few seasons when Pac-12 football has been frankly not very good, they have been last trying to catch up, despite having a network. People will look at the network, the networks of not just the SEC network, but the Longhorn network as being maybe a catalyst for this change. And obviously, the Big Ten network, the SEC network, paid dividends for those two conferences. The Pac-12 network... Hasn't really done the same for the Pac-12. ACC Network, it's been okay for the Atlantic Coast Conference. Of course, the Big 12 doesn't have a network because, once again, because of Texas. So Texas and Oklahoma want to go to the SEC ostensibly for more money. It's been reported that the SEC payout, if they can add the Sooners and the Longhorns, could eclipse $60 million per school. $60 million. Now, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, unlikely to get a full share of that revenue for the first few years. If there's anything that conference alignment has taught us, it is kind of how this works. The first few years, you get a half share. Did you know that Maryland and Rutgers still are not getting a full share of the Big Ten television contracts. Their first season of getting a full share from the Big Ten will be this year. Finally, for the Terrapins and Rutgers, they finally get a full share this year. There's no doubt that Oklahoma and Texas are a bigger deal than Rutgers and Maryland. Let's not be, let's not kid ourselves there. Can they negotiate a better deal? Maybe they can. Probably they could. Will the SEC let that happen? I'm not sure. The SEC is pretty powerful. The SEC has pretty powerful member schools. But it would be naive to think that they would just walk in and start to tell the Southeastern Conference what they are going to do, I would think. So, yes, they are going to get more money. There is no doubt about that. Texas delivers the entire state of Texas. I I love how people always float like, well, I mean, if you bring Houston, Houston brings the Houston television market. Please, nothing deliver. You know what delivers the Houston television market? The burnt orange does. Even as underperforming and as undeserving as their adulation has been and the attention has been for their football program over the last five 
maybe longer, probably longer years, Texas is still a brand to be reckoned with. Oklahoma is a little bit different of a situation. Oklahoma television market, you've got Oklahoma City, you've got Tulsa, you've there is population there. And Oklahoma does have a nationwide following. It does have a nationwide brand, especially Oklahoma football. Oklahoma basketball, it's regional. The other sports for Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Sooner fans, they're regional. They're not that big of a deal. Are they big in the central time zone? Absolutely. Are they big in the Big 12? Absolutely. Oklahoma men's basketball is a big deal, especially when they're good in the Big 12. They're not a national brand. Buddy Heald was a national brand. To a lesser extent, maybe Coach Kruger was a national brand. Oklahoma, it's a Blake Griffin was a national brand. Oklahoma basketball is not. Oklahoma football is. Oklahoma football is a big, 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 big deal. It's an attractive addition piece for the SEC. But the television market that Oklahoma brings is not going to be massive. However, when you combine Texas and Oklahoma together and you treat them as one big market, it's a lot of people. There are a lot of people in the northern part of Texas that root for Oklahoma. Don't kid yourself. There is a ton of of crossover there between those two programs. And there is no doubt that the SEC would love to get all apologies to you Aggie fans who think that the world revolves around you. It doesn't. The SEC would love to get a bigger share of Texas. Texas is a nationwide brand in every sport. Texas is a big deal in every sport. Texas baseball made the College World Series. Texas volleyball is huge. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not bringing up these individual programs to say that they replace football. They don't. Nothing replaces football. If anything, if we've learned anything from conference alignment, it's that nothing replaces college football ever, period. Not even close. Not even Kansas basketball is going to insulate the Jayhawks from having to make a change. SEC didn't call Kansas. SEC doesn't really care about college basketball. They've got a couple of big teams. They know what's buttering their biscuit. It's not college basketball. It's not. It's never going to be. Even though Kansas is a basketball state and the Jayhawks' biggest moneymaker is always going to be Jayhawk basketball, and by the way, that's okay. Doesn't have to change. It's not going to get the Jayhawks an invite into the SEC. They don't care. So the question that you have to ask is not why this is happening, because we know why it's happening. We know it's because of football. The question is, is this a good decision for Texas and Oklahoma in the long term? They're looking at a dollar amount on a spreadsheet, same as Colorado did. Same as maybe not Colorado. Colorado, I still believe to this day, was a panic move because they didn't want to end up in the Mountain West. Missouri was kind of a they a very similar move. Texas A and M, we all know why they move. They move because they hate Texas. They cannot stand Texas. They have been the only, to my knowledge, SEC school that has come out and basically said. Get these bleepers away from us. We don't want them. We don't need them. And we don't like them. And we don't want them in our conference. We moved to the SEC to be the only school from Texas in the SEC. 
That was part of their brand. Did it work out? Yeah, I mean, they went to the SEC, had some success early. It certainly appears that AM football has come back around, but until Jimbo Fisher showed up and after Johnny Manziel left, pretty ordinary. Not too exciting in terms of SEC football. For Oklahoma and Texas, will it be worth it in the long run? A difficult question to answer. Oklahoma is an SEC-ready football program right now, today. They're ready to go in. They're ready to compete right now. Look at what they have done over the last few years. They have been in and out, year in, year out. They have been a not just a Big 12 powerhouse. They have been the dominant Big 12 football team, period, end of story. Look at what they have done in terms of conference championships in the Big 12. Since joining the Big 12, back when I was growing up, (laughs) it's still fun. I love to tell this story. When I was growing up, you know, I I really started to pay attention to to college football back in the early 90s. That was when I came about watching Kansas. KU beat Oklahoma all the time. It wasn't uncommon. You look at Oklahoma, you think, God, I mean, they're okay. I mean, they went 6-6 six and six in 94, and that was their best season until 1999. They went 7-5. and five. Those end of the Gary Gibbs era, Howard Schnellenberger for a year, and, and the years under John Blake were yeah, kind of ordinary. Then this guy named Bobby Stoop shows up. Big 12 Conference Championships, 2000, 2002, 04, three straight starting in 06, 10, 12, and every single one since 2015. They have dominated the Big 12. What do you think the percentage chance is that they will go into the SEC and dominate the conference like that? In fact, let's not even consider the conference because they won't do that. Everybody knows that they won't do that. What's the chance that they would dominate the SEC West like that? What's the chance that they could just win the division like that? Let's look at that Southeastern Conference. Let's have a look at some of those schools on the western half of the league. And I don't have... The, the divisions pointed up. Oh, actually, I do have them pulled up. Have you seen the SEC West? Because that's where Texas and Oklahoma are going to be. They're not going to be in the East, obviously. Are they better programmed than LSU? No, they're not. And Oklahoma, maybe Oklahoma is. Maybe. They're certainly not better than Alabama. Certainly not better than Alabama. So you mean to tell me that you're going to go in? Texas A&M is supposed to be real good this year. Texas A&M is supposed to be really good. And Auburn has shown at times, every once in a while, they can be the marquee program. Every once in a while, they can be. You think Oklahoma is going to go in and win a division five straight years? And how many titles has Oklahoma won? In the Big 12, like 13 of 15 or something like that. They've won six straight, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 championships. Out of 22? You're going to have, are you going to win the division 75% of the time in the SEC to get yourself to the SEC championship game, to get yourself into the college football playoff against 
Louisiana State and Alabama with Nick Saban still there? I know Nick Saban's getting old. You don't think that Alabama can go get the next guy ready? Not sure about that. Texas. Texas can't even beat Kansas some of these years. Texas is so far off its high of Vince Young prancing in the Rose Bowl in 2008. They are so far removed from that. The the audacity of Texas to believe that they can possibly go to the the SEC and make any kind of a dent with the state that their football program is in right now is laughable. It is a joke. Look at the SEC. In the Mac Brown era, they were a hell of a program. Still weren't good enough to beat Oklahoma many years, but they were a hell of a program. National Championship 2005, made another national championship in 2009. They only lost, what, Mac Brown. He lost two of his first three bowl games, then lost the holiday in 2003, but at least 10 wins every year from 2001 until 2009. Until the wheels started to fall off there in 2010, the year after the national championship in Texas crashed to earth, where they have been for all but one year when Tom Herman won the Sugar Bowl. And not even that was enough to save his job at Texas. Seven and three last year for Texas. The year before that, eight and five, seven and six. Four straight bowl wins for Texas. Only one that Texas fans actually care about. You think Longhorn fans care about winning the Texas Bowl? You think they care about winning the Alamo Bowl back-to-back years? Texas is so far off of the pace to be a divisional champion. We're not talking about SEC champion. We're talking about just winning the West. Texas is not even close. Not even in the ballpark. Texas has has struggled to beat KU the last four years, most of those seasons. You're going to walk into the SEC? You're going to walk into Auburn and Alabama right now and Louisiana State? Mississippi State has been nationally relevant. Mississippi has been nationally relevant the last few years. Texas A&M has been nationally relevant. They're, They're expected to be relevant this year. I don't remember what that A&M-Texas rivalry is called. I don't really care because I'm a Kansas guy, but A&M should be licking their chops to get them some Longhorn steak. Should be licking their chops, firing up the grill, finding the special seasonings because Texas is ripe for the taking right now. If you're Coach Fisher, you got to pray that Texas is coming to the SEC, that you can give your alumni. There is nothing more that an AM alum would love than to stomp the faces of the Longhorns in football each and every season. So if you're Texas and Oklahoma, and you got a pretty damn sweetheart deal in the Big 12, where if you're Oklahoma, how many schools do you got to worry about in the Big 12 conference year in and year out? Probably two each and every year. And the good thing is it's not the same schools every year. 
outside of Texas, who else has had a long, prolonged stretch of consistent play in the Big 12? Texas Christian ain't what they used to be. Baylor ain't what they used to be. Kansas State sure as hell ain't what they used to be. So you've got Oklahoma State, which you have proven. I don't have the Bedlam statistics up, but I, I have a good feeling that Oklahoma has won a lot more than they have lost in the Big 12 era of that series. Texas Tech hasn't been consistent at all. West Virginia hasn't been consistent at all. Of course, Kansas is a non-factor. Every once in a while, you'll get a program that'll bubble up, just like the Cyclones are right now. Cyclones are going to be pretty damn good this year. They're going to be a threat for a New Year's Six Bowl, for sure. 100% they can make a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think they can make the playoff. I don't think they can even win the conference. I don't think they can beat Oklahoma, but they can They can make a New Year's Six Bowl, for sure. 100% believe that the Cyclones are good enough to do that this year. But if you're Oklahoma, you probably got to worry about, in most years, two other schools that are going to be really good and challenge you. A lot of those years, they were Baylor and TCU. Maybe a couple of years, it's Baylor and Kansas State's not that far away from being nationally relevant. Kansas State, every once in a while, is going to put together a season where they get 10 wins and they will threaten for a New Year's Six Bowl. I I believe that Coach Kleiman's going to get the program back to that level. I don't think they'll ever get it back to where Coach Snyder had it. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think that if things stayed in the status quo, that Coach Kleiman would do that. I think that they Kansas State, every five years, you could pencil them in for having a damn good run and a damn good shot if they could win out of making a run into the college football playoff. Now, you know, Bill Snyder had some teams that were good enough to play in the college football playoff if it had existed. He had teams that were good enough to be nationally title-relevant, national champion-caliber teams. He had those. They just couldn't win the big game. They couldn't win the one game that they needed to win. They couldn't avoid the stumble. But Kansas State is a program that will do that. Iowa State, apparently it's their time to bubble up. Oklahoma State has proven that they can do that. Texas Christian has proven they can do that. But none of these schools do it consistently. So why are you going to trade a situation where you have to be two schools in order to basically cement a lock for you in the college football playoff? And by the way, everybody wants to expand the playoff to eight teams, so it's going to be easier to get in. It's going to be easier for you to get in. You think in out of eight teams in the college football playoff at the Big 12 champion, there is no possibility if the Power 5 schools stayed as they are that the Big 12 champion would ever get left out of the college football playoff. No chance. No chance. Does the Big 12 runner-up get in every year? That's pretty dicey. Not sure about that because we know in that top eight, probably going to be at least three SEC schools, maybe four. A lot of years, maybe four. Let's see. You've got if you've got five. If you have five power conferences, each champion's getting in. You got one from the SEC, three at-large schools. 
God, could all three go to a, to an SEC? Probably not. You're probably going to have one group of five. So you're probably going to have to be, assuming that the this stays pat, you're going to have to be in the top three in the SEC in order to get into the college football playoff. If they expand it, then that's, there's not a guarantee that that's going to happen. I know that there are some people saying it's going to go to 12, it's going to go to 10, whatever it is. Hell, there's a chance that every once in a while in the SEC West, you're not going to finish in the top three in your division in the SEC if you're Oklahoma. Texas, we're not even, you're not even a contender to win the conference at this point. LSU is a far superior program to Texas. Sorry. I don't know if you want to hear that or not, but it's you're so far behind. And and Alabama, don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. So they're going. I, I I'm not sure I understand the rationale. Other than if well, if we just make more money, then that will help us, and that'll make it fine. All the other SEC schools going to make more money too. How are you going to catch up to Alabama? How are you catching up to Georgia, LSU? All these other SEC teams. How how's that going to work when you're in their league? I know that playing the same competition supposedly breeds you for that, and maybe Oklahoma is just tired of making the college football playoff and then getting beaten in the first round. And maybe they think going to the SEC is going to help that. You got to get into the playoff in order to lose in the first round. And right now, Oklahoma is a real good football program. I think an SEC caliber program, one that can compete in the SEC, you're not going to be the favorite over Alabama. And we haven't even talked about the eastern half of the SEC yet. Haven't even mentioned them. Not even going to mention mention them. Not even worth my time to mention them. Why? Not because they're any good, but because you've got Alabama and LSU in your own division that you have to worry about. And another program, Auburn, that's won a national championship within the last 10 years. So you can't even think about the East right now. You've got your hands full in the West. And Texas, please, you can't even beat Oklahoma consistently. Hell, you can't even blow out Kansas consistently. So I'm not sure I totally understand the move, other than the fact of, well, it's going to get us money. It's not the worst geographic fit we've ever had. Obviously, history, tradition, relationships mean nothing. We know that because the school that believes the most in history and traditions is Nebraska, and they said, nah, you know what, why don't you just leave that in the to-go box over there, and if we, we'll we probably forget it, probably feed it to our dog when we get home, probably going to have Lil Red eat it. He's looking a little deflated. Let's go ahead and feed Lil Red so he can stay plump for the football game on Saturday, pack on a few extra calories for him. I don't know how it's going to work out for those two schools. No idea. Absolutely no idea how it will work out for those two schools. Of course, that's probably not what you tuned in to hear. You probably tuned in to hear, what's that going to mean for Kansas? What's it going to mean for Kansas State? I wanted to talk about the name image likeness stuff today. And I think that the two issues are intertwined in a lot of ways. Because I think that the NIL stuff could blunt the effect that it would have on recruiting at those two schools. But let's start with the big issue. Where are these schools going to land? Couldn't have happened at a worse time for Kansas. The football program is an absolute utter disaster. Sure, you've got 
what people consider to be the savior. We've heard that before. And Coach Leopold coming in, going to rebuild the program. You're at least, in my opinion, five years away from being relevant in the Big 12, as it stands. Will things change if KU gets into a different conference? Absolutely. Possibly could. Could help KU football to not be in a conference as tough as the Big 12. But I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have a DeLorean. I can't see the future. No idea what's going to happen in the next few months. Kansas State, not the football program that we have seen from them in the past. The big the biggest trend that I have seen is KU to the Big Ten. The new athletic director for KU just came from Northwestern. You would think if anybody can pull that off, it's going to be him. Despite the fact that the Big Ten would probably like to have another football school that people actually care about. The Big Ten is also pretty old, pretty stodgy. They like to, you know, smell themselves a little bit. Like people to know how important that they are. They do value some other things other than just the dollar signs. They value that all their schools, when they were recruited, were members of the American Association of Universities, the highest caliber of academia in the country. Depends on who you ask. Nebraska, who got kicked out of the AAU after they joined the conference, they may not have the same opinion. That's probably for some show in Nebraska, though. Kansas is an AAU school, as is Iowa State, the only two in the Big 12. No other schools can say that in the Big 12. I think maybe maybe Texas was at one point. I, I don't think that they are. I think it's just just Kansas and Iowa State. Would that be enough? You add Kansas, you do bring in a major television market in Kansas City. Is that enough? Is that enough when you piece together Kansas City, Topeka, Lawrence, and Wichita? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that situation. I'm not a I'm not a producer. I'm not an executive of Fox at the Big Ten Network. I don't know the answer to that question. I do know that KU does bring Kansas City in a different way than Kansas State does. Kansas State is a rural institution. Not that they don't have fans in Wichita. They got plenty down here. Not that they don't have fans in Topeka. Topeka is 50-50, 100%. I mean, probably 45-45. I've always said it's 45% KU, 45%, um, 45% Kansas State, and the rest is Nebraska fans. There are Nebraska fans in Topeka, I am ashamed to admit. Kansas State, their reach is westward. Not that you don't have KU fans in Goodland or that you don't have Kansas State fans in Leavenworth, but the reach is eastward and westward, and eastward is where the dollars are. That's where the television eyes are. I don't know if KU basketball is a big enough jewel for the Big Ten to say, okay, we can sell this as getting a marquee basketball program, a program that probably would have won the national championship two years ago, but a program that's also seen its fair share of, let's be honest, a bunch of BS these last few years. Bill Self and the basketball program still under investigation. What's going to come of that now that NIL is a thing? I think probably nothing. Are you going to go back in time and punish Kansas 
because they maybe tried to pay a player that they didn't actually get to come to the school. And the guy that they did get to come to the school, Billy Preston, never actually stepped onto the court. And you're going to throw the book at them after now you've said, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, pay them whatever you want. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening for Kansas that way. But the specter of the investigation would still hang over KU. It's not like KU has the sparkly clean image that maybe they would have if the, you know, this alignment would have happened in, let's say, 2007, 2008, when the football program is good, KU is not in trouble. Things might be different. KU to the Big Ten, if, if Travis Goff can swing that, he should make the call. He probably should have made it yesterday. And I don't like saying that. I like the Big 12 Conference. I liked it more when Missouri, I hate Missouri, but Missouri, Texas A&M, Colorado, and Nebraska were in it. That's the version of the Big 12 that I like the best. I should have worn my Big 12. I still have my Big 12 t-shirt that's got Missouri and A&M and all the founding schools on it. I always thought that was the best combination football-basketball league. Not the best at either, but, boy, you put the two together, probably the best league in the country, in my opinion. I will miss the Big 12. I like the Big 12. I like playing Oklahoma State. I like playing Iowa State. I liked playing Colorado and Nebraska. You know, I loved beating Missouri. I won't say I loved playing them. I will miss the traditional rivalries. I think that's important to Kansas fans. But at this point, we gave tradition a try. We tried to make this work. It's not working. People don't value that anymore. We have to let it die. I don't know what's going to happen to Kansas State. Kansas State has not been floated in as many situations as KU has. If I'm a Kansas State fan, I'm probably thinking like KU fans were the last time around. And by the way, KU to the Big Ten is not... I know that I'm a KU guy and Kansas State fans are probably going to say, geez, Blake, you're biased. What the hell do you know? You just hate Kansas State. Well, I mean, I don't hate Kansas State, but I don't like them. But I appreciate your point of view. And am I underselling Kansas State? Probably. Probably am. You'll forgive me for wearing the crimson and blue you know, shades that I have viewed everything with since I was the age of five. Can't take them off now. That's permanently ingrained permanently burned into my retina. I don't know what happens to Kansas State, but I do know what was threatening to be happening to Kansas State and KU the last time around, and that was the Mountain West. The American is a little bit different animal now. The American Conference has played quality football. They have quality programs in that league. Could the Big 12 survive? According to the right, according to the statement... From Bob Bowlesby, the eight schools want to make it work together. I hate to say this. There ain't anybody you can add that's going to replace Texas and Oklahoma. To me, the biggest mistake that the Big 12 made was back the first time around when they sat on their hands and said, you know what, we're good enough as we are. We got Texas and Oklahoma. We got Kansas basketball. We don't need anything else. We'll be fine. We got Oklahoma State. This Baylor football program is doing so fantastic. 
We're not that far removed from Kansas State being in the national championship contender. If they had have beat Baylor that year, they probably would have been in the national championship. Texas Tech has had some good years. Texas Christian, you know, Texas Christian wasn't there at the time. But, you know, we're going to be fine. We don't need Louisville. That program that went on to make the women's Final Four, the men's Final Four, play a New Year's Six caliber bowl game and make the College World Series all in one season. Yeah, we don't need Louisville. We don't need Cincinnati. We don't need a high-caliber football program like that that's threatening the New Year's Six every year. We don't need them. We're just going to stand pat. We're fine. we got tradition. We don't need those schools. Just more mouths to feed. Is there anybody that watches sports in, in Louisville? No, there's nobody. Nobody lives in Kentucky, right? Nobody lives in Ohio. Cincinnati. Nobody even knows how to spell Cincinnati. There can't be any TV markets there. We don't need a Big 12 network. We're going to let Texas do whatever they want because that's what we've always done. That's how they got the conference office moved out of Kansas City. That's how they got the Big 12 basketball tournament moved out of Kansas City. Just do whatever the South schools want. It's, oh, it's bigger in Texas, right? Just let them do it. Whatever you want. Longhorns, Mac Brown, call us up. Just tell us how to run the league. We'll do whatever you want. Nebraska saw it coming. And Nebraska has stability. KU and Kansas State do not. Will the Pac-12 act? I don't know. Who would they want? We've been hearing that maybe Arizona, Arizona State aren't that happy in the Pac-12. Maybe Colorado's not that happy in the Pac-12. We know that Nebraska is not that happy in the Big Ten. They they <laughs> plastered it everywhere when they called out the Big Ten and said, hey, we want to play football. We don't give a damn about your social distancing and doing what's best for the student-athlete and all that. We're going to do what's best for Nebraska. And what's best for Nebraska is for us to have the biggest property in our state actually playing games, defying the rest of the league and saying that they would go independent rather than sit out like the Big Ten had decided to. I still don't think Nebraska comes back to the Big 12. So, you know, adding Nebraska is not, it's not feasible. It's not. I, I just don't see them coming back. Can you get Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State to come back? I mean, I guess maybe. I still don't think it's very likely. Could you save the Big 12? Sure, you can invite Houston. Maybe you can invite Cincinnati now. Hell, there's been talk that Florida State's not that happy in the ACC. I don't know why in the hell they'd want to come to the Big 12. Maybe. Maybe you'd like to you know, ride on a plane for five hours to get to Lawrence, Kansas. If I'm a Seminole, I'd probably want to take my tomahawk chop to anywhere else other than the Big 12. Yeah, you can get Central Florida. Central Florida's had a hell of a football program the last few years. Probably get South Florida, but Central Florida and South Florida hate each other's guts, apparently, stemming from the last time that conference realignment happened and they couldn't see eye to eye on which school was going to go where. Central Florida and Cincinnati and Houston. Houston's a good program, by the way. Houston's a very good program. Their football program deserves to be in the Power 5 conversation with what they've done. They deserve it right now. Doesn't mean they're always going to be there. Those schools cannot even approach the value of the next television contract that you are losing from Oklahoma and Texas. Not even close. Not even close. You would have to add probably 20 schools to make that up. Because if you added the entire American, Navy ain't making that up. 
they've got a nationwide fan base. Navy, Navy's not even close to Oklahoma or Texas. Memphis, come on. Cincinnati, come on. All these schools that you have in the American Conference that you could add for football, no way. They don't make up the difference. Would it keep the conference alive? Yeah, probably. What would the impact be if the worst case scenario happened? Let's say it's KU and Kansas State going to the Mountain West. It might not be as much as you think. Here's the reason. You've got name, image, and likeness on your side now. This is what I was hoping to talk about with Tommy today. Man, name, image, likeness. Did you see the new Wichita State commercial? All this. All Everybody came back for KU. KU basketball is going to be absolutely loaded. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Can't because we're talking about conference realignment. There's always going to be money in the right situations for the right players in these schools. There's always going to be a big-time commercial for a big-time basketball player in Lawrence, Kansas. Until the day that I die, that will be the case. I believe that there is going to be a big-time donor in Manhattan that is going to say, yeah, I want to sponsor this guy for my car dealership, for my restaurant. I mean, do they have Carlos O'Kelly's up in Manhattan? You can't tell me that the next Colin Klein, Deuce Vaughn, can't get can't get a, a commercial up in Manhattan right now, please. And the players like that that Kansas State needs in order to compete to be a top 25 team, those kids are going to know that. Those kids are going to know that there is going to be opportunities at Kansas State that maybe there are not at some other schools. Now, they're never going to be as big as the opportunities of Alabama where you apparently the starting quarterback's going to make $900,000 in endorsements. They're not going to be like that. They're never going to be like that. Not even a KU men's basketball player is going to be worth that much money, I don't think. I mean, yeah, you're going to be doing commercials in you know Wichita, Lawrence, Topeka, Kansas City, but it's not going to be that Alabama quarterback money. But it is going to be there. And with the foundations that Kansas State football, KU basketball have, maybe the impact might be blunted a little bit. I'm not sure that the advantage will ever go away. Best case for KU, I think, is the Big Ten Conference. Best case for Kansas State is the Pac-12 Conference. The unknown is the Kansas State Legislature. Of all of these schools that are married together, I don't think that there is any stronger desire to keep the two schools together than the Board of Regents would have to keep the Jayhawks and the Wildcats in the same conference, and that could be to the detriment of one or the other or both. Because I think it would be better for each team to be in a power conference, even if they are separate, than to be in a mid-major conference together. That's my opinion. It would be better for Kansas State to be in the Pac-12 and KU to be in the Big Ten than it would be for both to be in the Mountain West or both to be in you know, whatever they'd call the, the American Big 16 or whatever the hell they'd call it. And by the way, after this, get rid of the Big 12 name. Just call the damn conference however many schools it is. The Big 12 name is done now. It's over with. The brand has died. 
You've lost all of them. I'm not saying that that Kansas State and, to me, the iconic big age schools, probably if they could go back in time, I don't know if they'd merge or not. They'd see, you know, God, we like playing with one another. Maybe we can do something else and not add Texas because, God, that's going to be a headache. I think that those eight schools liked playing with each other. They liked associating with each other. But that doesn't matter anymore. The Big 12 has totally destroyed all of that. I've heard that Iowa State is a possibility for the Big 10, according to the CBS reports. What does Iowa have to say about that? Do the Hawkeyes want the Cyclones to be in their league? I don't know. Aggies have made it very clear to everyone, including Jesus, that they do not want Texas in the SEC, and they are going to do everything in their power to sway three other schools to join them. Got to have 11 to get in. Texas will get in, 100%. Will they vote on the schools individually? Question number one. Question number two, if they don't, can Texas A&M entice persuade three other schools to come along with them to force them out? I don't know the answer to that. Don't know how that's going to work out. Here's the other really interesting thing if you're Oklahoma and Texas, because you think you're making this for football, right? You're not, you don't care about, Texas doesn't care about its power volleyball program when they do this. Neither program, by the way, I don't know if either one of them have powerful uh, softball programs. Oklahoma softball is a real big deal. SEC softball is nothing to sneeze at. SEC softball is damn good. Damn good softball in the SEC. And yeah, Oklahoma's probably got the best program going right now. Not gonna be you're not gonna roll to the SEC championship like you do in the Big 12. That that's not going to happen. But sticking with football because we know that that's the only thing that matters. Do you need to be in the SEC for your program to be nationally relevant? How's being in the Atlantic Coast Conference working out for Clemson right now? You think they want it in the SEC? If you asked Dabo Sweeney tomorrow, and I'm going to look up Clemson Tigers football season by season, you know how good that they have been. I think Dabo would say, nah, we're staying in the ACC. You guys do all that. You're telling me, so you're telling me, I got to win my division and then I have to play Alabama? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no thanks. You're telling me I got to get through Georgia every year? And I, I realize that the Eastern Division of the SEC is a little bit in shambles right now. And I said I wasn't going to mention them, but Tennessee is horrible. Kentucky, laughable. Vanderbilt, laughable. Missouri, come on. South Carolina, you got Florida and Georgia. The world's biggest co- outdoor cocktail party is going to decide that East Division for a while. Yeah, Clemson could probably run through that, but why would they do that? And then you're going to have to play Alabama and LSU just to win your conference when you basically dominate the SEC, the, the ACC. Why do that? Clemson has won every ACC championship since 2015. And they have won all but three since Dabo Sweeney started being the head coach full-time 
in 2009. They've won all but three. And we know what they have done since 2015. Lost national championship, won national championship. Lost the Sugar Bowl, won the national championship. Lost in the national championship, lost in the Sugar Bowl. That's what they have done since 2015. They have won at least 12 games in each of the last five seasons except for the one that we just passed, which was coronavirus. And they still won 10 in that one. They've won 14 games before the coronavirus season. They have won 14 games in four of five years. They have won at least 14 games. They've lost seven games in the last six six years. They don't need the the SEC. Clemson has no no reason to go the to the SEC. Why? Why make things more difficult on yourself? You've proven you don't need the power of the SEC, which makes it even more surprising to me that that Texas and Oklahoma are so hell-bent to get the hell out of the Big 12. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Name image likeness could be a big factor for Kansas State. And KU, Kansas State football and KU basketball, respectively. Still being able to attract the high-quality athletes they will need for those programs to compete nationally at the levels that they have come to expect. It's going to be easier for KU basketball. I'm not saying that because I'm a Jayhawk fan. I'm saying that because it's been proven that it can be done at the basketball level. Look at Gonzaga. Look at Villanova. Not being in a Power 5 conference in basketball is not that big of a deal. All you got to do is get the best players and get into the dance. You're going to be one of the top teams in your league. You're going to be a high-ranked team. You can win the national championship. It can be done. You don't have to worry about that if you are one of those kind of schools. It can happen for you. Villanova... In recent history, Villanova is a blue blood. Villanova is a blue blood in college basketball right now. 100% with how they've done things. And they don't need a national, they, they don't need a, a Power Five conference to do that. Gonzaga's a blue blood. Look at what they've done. Final fours. They've been in two in the last four. In the final four, they've got. Elite Eight's four since 2015. I mean, hell, they got more Final Fours than Kansas does over that span. And they're playing a bunch of DS teams. I'll let you fill in what DS means in the Western Conference, wherever how league that they're in, the West Coast Conference. There's no the, the level between the two leagues is so disparate, it's not even close. And they beat KU down last time they played them. They beat KU down. They were clearly superior. That's the only reason I say that KU basketball would suffer less because Kansas State football, it is hard to do it in football. It is harder to do it in football. Doesn't mean it can't be done. Boise State found a way. Central Florida found a way. It can be done. Houston found a way to make it into a New Year's Six game. Kansas State could do that. I think Kansas State could be that kind of a program. 
if Coach Kleiman can get the players he needs, name image likeness is going to help that. Another question to ask, if you're a Shocker fan, which, by the way, name image likeness is helping you, and that new commercial with Morris Udeze and the surprise guest of Ron Baker, pretty good commercial. Pretty nice commercial, I have to, have to admit. If you're the Shockers, what's going to happen to you if the American Conference implodes because all the football schools go to the Big 12? Does the Big 12 want to add Wichita State as a basketball-only playing member? I don't know the answer to that. If football means everything, then the answer is probably not, right? Despite the fact that Wichita State, I believe, is poised to be a top 25 program over the next five years with Isaac Brown, with the guys that they have coming back, which I think that they are. I think they could be a really good team, over the, a top 25 team each in the next five years, 100%. I, I, I expect them to be a top 25 team when the polls come out. They could be in the top 20. They could easily be in the top 20 when the polls come out in October, whenever the preseason poll comes out. And there's money down here, too. Carlos O'Kelly's is going to get Shockers to eat queso. They've already announced that they're going to have volleyball players on. They're going to have softball players on. Wichita State is going to take care of its brands. Lambo is going to, and by the way, Chris Lamb deserves his own commercial for Carlos O'Kelly's. That would be amazing. I don't know if he wants to do it, but... Guy, if somebody can get Chris Lamb eating queso with Carlos O'Kelly's, I'm all in on that commercial. That would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. And Shocker Softball, they deserve that kind of recognition as well. They've been the best female program at Wichita State the last couple of years, by far. And they are poised for success big time in the American over the next, you know, four or five, six seasons, I believe. So that's going to help Wichita State stay relevant too. But what happens if their conference, if their foundation is shifted as the football schools say, you know, we need to go because for us, football matters. Wichita State made the decision, right or wrong, hate it or not, they made the decision that they are not, they can't, be a football school right now. And when you do that, it puts you in a vulnerable spot. Unless you're a Gonzaga and you can figure things out, unless you're a Villanova and you can figure things out, Wichita State hasn't been quite at that level. They were pretty damn close when Greg Marshall was here. I think that Isaac Brown can get them too close to that level. It's pretty hard to do what Nova has been doing. It's pretty hard to do what Gonzaga has been doing. That's even if you're a blue blood. I mean, how look at what UCLA has been doing. UCLA isn't even close to being what Gonzaga and Villanova are. Indiana, Indiana's they should be kicked out of the blue blood club. They're not anymore. Indiana's time as a blue blood, it's over. It's over with. They're not even the cream of the crop of their league right now. Not even close. They're not, they're not half the program that Wisconsin is right now. So it can, you know, blue blood status can come and it can be taken away. Can Wichita State step up to that? I don't know the answer to that. That's a little bit further than, than I want to go here in this show. What I do know is that college athletics are changing and that if you're Kansas State and if you're Kansas, 
You may want to stick around with the Big 12 for history, tradition, for geography. I get all that. I'd find a spot. And if that means it's the Pac-12, even if I'm Kansas, go for it. And if it's the Big 10 for Kansas State, go for it. If, if I find one of those conferences that wants me, I go. I go. I go today. I go tomorrow. I go next week. I go at any time. Even if the Big 12 is able to poach all the good schools from the American, I still go. I still go. Because the, the name recognition that you will get from Kansas State playing, Kansas State could have a damn good football schedule in the Pac-12. Playing Oregon, playing Stanford. The, the Pac-12 is not going to be a bad football conference forever. USC is going to come back. I don't know if they'll ever be the USC that Pete Carroll had them at. I don't know if the Pac-12 will ever be what they were when they were the Pac-10 back when you know they had USC dominating and so nationally relevant. But I think that the Pac-12, they're not always going to be as far behind as they are now. So if I'm Kansas State, I go. If I'm KU, I go. If you can get a package deal to the Big Ten for the Sunflower Showdown schools, take it. Take it. Because I want to have a roof over my head. If I'm Travis Goff, if I'm Kansas State, if I'm Chris Kleiman, if I'm Bruce Weber, I want to have a roof over my head. I don't want to be fending out in the cold and the scraps when the carousel and the music stops of conference alignment and be forced to go to the back of the line because you don't know who you're going to find there. I'd rather be on the ride. I'd rather be on the ride. Doesn't mean it's going to work out for everybody who goes. Nebraska has been the program that they have been. Grass is not always greener when you leave. Texas A&M and Missouri had great success early in football. Since then, not so much. Not real great. Hasn't been real great for Colorado. Hell, hasn't been real great for Texas Christian. Hasn't been that great for West Virginia. Coming to the Big 12, they did it out of necessity. So making the move might not be the best thing, and it might not be for Texas and Oklahoma. But they've made their decision. Everybody else is just reacting. So that is our show for today. However, just because I'm doing solo doesn't mean that we don't do all of our normal segments. We are still going to go and hit the music because this is the time that we do our Wichita Whip Around, even though it is only me, even though I'm the only one here, we're still doing it because there is a big story. I don't know if any of you have been watching the Olympics. I love how I hit the music and now the music is just going live. It's been in preview this whole time, but now when I need it, it I don't have it. Phenomenal. At least I had the open. I don't know why we missed going live in the first place. There's the music. Y'all been watching any United States softball recently? As you watch this, the gold medal game has probably already taken place for USA softball, but Kelsey Stewart from right here in Sedgwick County, a former Mays high school star, with the walk-off home run to send the Americans to the gold medal game against Japan, a 2-0 winner. For Team USA, what an unbelievable story for Kelsey Stewart. Team USA is playing Japan 
Probably the game is already in the books as you are listening and watching to this as they are playing early Tuesday morning here in America. I think that this game is going to be on NBC Sports Network. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, it's the first time that softball has been in the Olympic program for a number of years. This is one of those events that the USA has kind of been counting on for a number of seasons. Remember the huge heartbreak, the last Olympic Games for softball. And they said that they took it out because the Americans were too dominant, were winning too many gold medals. The Americans lost that last gold medal game to Japan. They had to settle for silver as the Olympics rode off into the sunset. Now they are finally back. Finally back. And how awesome it is to have a Maze Eagle here leading the program and leading the Americans forward. Absolutely phenomenal for her. Kelsey Stewart, walk-off home run in the last qualification game for U.S. softball. They are taking on Japan in the gold medal game, and that's coming up. I've been all over the Olympics. I know that there's other Wichita connections. Probably should have bring, brought those up, but that's going to be all that I have time for today. But best of luck to them. If I had the fortitude to wake up and watch them, I would. <laughs> but I, I got to go to sleep. In fact, I recorded this late tonight because I wanted to watch the Olympics tonight. And I did. Phenomenal. All over. I'm going to be all over gymnastics for the women's team competition. All over it. Cannot wait to watch that. Going to be phenomenal. That is our show. The episode is in the books. Uh, Not a very fun show. I hope that you were entertained. I'll be honest. I've never done an hour straight of uh of sports talk before in my life i've never hosted a solo show before i don't think that i'm very good solo so if the quality is down i apologize i've literally never done anything like this i did used to get paid to play video games for a living i made 15 dollars an hour um i don't think any of my clips are still around so don't try to to look for them but um you know i i i did talk about the game and play it you know for for us nerds for an hour. I've never done anything like this before. So I appreciate you being patient. I appreciate you uh, allowing Tommy to get the time off for his family. Our next show is going to be on the eve of college football is when we are coming back to you. We're going to be off on hiatus. Tommy would like a little extra time with the kid. If there is something just absolutely massive, I may come on for an emergency episode. But KU football starts up September 3rd against South Dakota. So right around that Labor Day weekend. Checking the Kansas State sports schedule. Seems like they are starting a week earlier, if I am not mistaken. If they do, we will come on a week earlier because I would like, nope, September 4th against Stanford. So that first week of September, when the season starts, target August 30th, August 30th, for our return to the airwaves. So we're off for August. We are on hiatus. Tommy needs time with the baby. And I totally respect and appreciate that. I just felt like we, if we weren't going to do a show on this topic, we might as well not have a show. You know, this, this, this literally, I believe that this is the biggest topic that we will cover this year on the podcast. I wish it wasn't so. I mean, unless... Kansas State football wins a national championship. I don't even think a KU national championship would be bigger than this. If Kansas State football wins a national championship, sure, I'll back off and say that was bigger. This is the probably the biggest story that we will have in sports this year in this country. 
maybe outside of the controversy surrounding the Olympics. Other than that, this is it. I wish that it was better. I wish that KU and Kansas State were in a stronger position. It's out of our hands now. Our eyes are on Texas. We are off for August. Look for us again August 30th for our official football preview. Colleges, professionals, and if we have time, maybe a little high school look as well. Um, Because I do know one thing I do want to do when we come back is uh, we're going to reach out to my good friend, Joanna Chadwick. I want her on the show. I am going to make sure that that happens. I'm going to get her on this program. So um, that's the plan. We will be heavy into football. The Royals stinks. We don't care about them anymore. Sorry, Royals fans. But August 30th, August 31st, the week of the 30th, look for our next show. Appreciate you guys watching. For all of our dear beloved audio listeners, you can find my Twitter handle at BECrips. Of course, you can connect with us at Cogpod on Twitter and, of course, Facebook.com slash Keeper of the Games. And just search for Keeper of the Games on YouTube if you want to watch this, if you dare. Since I'm the only one on this show, there's literally no redeeming video quality about this show, so I don't know why you'd want to watch it. But if you do, we still love and appreciate you for that, so thank you very much. That is it. For our producer-engineer and father-in-training, Tommy Castor, I am Blake Cripps. You have been watching Keeper of the Games. You've been listening to Keeper of the Games. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and listen on all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. Visit our website at cogsports.com. Find the podcast and videos on Facebook and YouTube at Keeper of the Games. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CogPod. That's K-O-G-Pod.